You are listening to the Plant-Based Performance Podcast. I am Kayla Slater, your host, plant-based marathon runner, registered dietitian, online nutrition and run coach, and plant-based foodie. This show is about giving plant-based endurance athletes and active individuals evidence-based information and practical advice so you can be healthy and perform at your best. You will hear from me as well as other clinicians or coaches on how you can live a plant-based lifestyle for your health and performance. Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Plant-Based Performance Podcast. This is your host, Coach Kayla, and this is episode 73 with Sid Garza Hillman. He is a writer, podcaster, speaker, and health coach. He is the author of three published works, Approaching the Natural, a Health Manifesto, Raising Healthy Parents, Small Steps, Less Stress, in a thriving family and six truths live by these truths and be happy don't and you won't he holds a bachelor's degree in in philosophy from ucla is a public speaker podcaster what sid thinks podcast certified nutritionist running coach and oxygen advantage breathing instructor he's a stanford inn and amp resorts wellness programs director and race director of the meadowcino coast 50k trail ultra marathon which is also 100 percent plant-based, which is amazing. (laughs) Sid created a groundbreaking habit change system and coaches people all over the world via his 12-week online program, smallsteppers.com, and a 12-week private coaching intensive, smallstepintensive.com. His core strategy of awareness-based habit change helps people increase productivity and establish long-term habits in the healthy eating, fitness, creative pursuit, and organizational arenas. So in this podcast today, um, when I interview Sid, we really talk about and kind of really focus um, on his journey a little bit, but also his small steps program um, and that approach and what that looks like and um, how important habit change is and why he starts there with people for really establishing their long-term habits um, and goals to get to those long-term goals. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Enjoy, and we'll see you on the other side. All right, we're live. Hi, everyone. My name is Coach Kayla, and this is episode 73 of the Plant-Based Performance Podcast. And today I have a guest with me. His name is Sid Garza Hillman, and uh, he is going to talk about today about his small steps approach um, and all about, you know, plant-based running and, and all that kind of stuff as well, being an athlete. So I'm excited to have him. So thank you for being on today. Thanks, Kayla. Yeah, you're welcome. And just tell us a little bit more about yourself and who you are to the audience. Okay. Well, I am, I kind of do a fair amount of stuff. I've had uh, three books published and I'm working on a fourth that is about ultra running. I'm a certified nutritionist and um, UESCA running coach and oxygen advantage breathing instructor. Um, I am a race director of the Mendocino Coast 50K Trail Ultra Marathon. And I run a wellness center at the Stanford Inn and Resort, which is the only plant-based resort in North America, which is kind of cool, themed to your show. Um, and Very do cool. some running retreat and guided hikes through the resort and wellness center is there too. So yeah, pretty busy, pretty busy. Awesome. You are. Sounds like you're a very busy guy, but doing some amazing stuff, right? For other people and all around. Sounds like health and wellness and 
ultra running, which is great. I know we have yeah. a lot of ultra runners here in this group and in yeah. our audience. So cool. Awesome. Awesome. So how long have you been, are you specifically plant-based yourself or what kind of brought about that, your wellness center that you have? Yeah, I'm, I'm hundred percent. I've been, uh, for almost 20 years, my wife and I, well, my whole family, my kids were raised hundred percent from birth. Um, awesome. non-vegans will say, what about breast milk? And I'm like, you got me. I might as, <laughs> I might as well, might as well give them Big Macs at this point. But anyways, um, but yeah. And so, uh, yeah, my, my individual, my, uh, personal trek was actually this pl- seed, no pun intended was planted. I had graduated from college in about in 91 and I was playing indie rock. I'm also a musician. I was playing um, music at night gigs and everything, but I'd been a lifelong asthmatic. And so um, the asthma thing with singing was not a good deal. Um, I was a very recreational runner at the time. I had never nowhere near like maybe a 10 K, you know what I mean? Um, which is great. I just hadn't done anything near like an ultra run that came way later. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, I was given a book and uh just handed to me like you should read this and it made a correlation between dairy and asthma and i thought that's ridiculous dairy has nothing to do with asthma so but as a test i gave it up and my asthma went away for the first time ever in my life and i stopped using an inhaler for the first time ever in my life and off all drugs for the first time ever in my life um and that began my reading just literally book after book i mean i had no intentions of ever becoming a nutritionist that was again you know 20, almost 20 years later but reading just super intrigued about the fact that that could change that drastically and of course as a singer and a recreational runner it made a difference absolutely in the quality of my life like the next day you know so it was very 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 cool to see that happen and, and definitely inspired me to, to know more yeah awesome that's amazing yeah definitely definitely really cool and it sounds like you have been plant-based for quite a long time now and it sounds like it's really changed your life and had an impact on your life so much that you really wanted to bring it forward right to other other people and show them this lifestyle and what it can can do for you for sure and you know i i became plant-based um in 2002 i had been but at the point where i gave up asthma i was like definitely limiting dairy you know I'd give it up all up for a while. Then go in, in 2002, my wife and I were like, we're done. We're, we're like so done with anything. It was just a, a pain. Yeah. But we, for a while we would take a, I'm not joking, a prescription allergy medication before we would go out to get Mexican food on Friday night. Cause we knew we both have like dairy issues and we would take a prescription drug. And finally we were just like, why are we taking a prescription <laughs> drug to go eat something that maybe the thing that we're eating is not the best thing for us. And so right. we just said, for, you know, forget it. But yeah. yeah, definitely. As you know, there's a very, very unhealthy way to be 100% vegan. And anybody who's not yes. vegan will point those examples out. And I'm like, of course, they're the they can be the least healthy because they're drinking scotch and eating French fries all day and they're vegan. <laughs> so sure. not, that's, you know, we weren't that bad, but we were definitely in the fake meat, fake cheese realm for a while, just kind of so yeah. on our own, you know, and then later as that progressed and I went back to school about six years later, to become a nutritionist well then all of a sudden i'm doing like way more fruit than ever before my endurance is going mm. up my recovery is great i have no joint pain that's when i started having the first sign of like maybe i'll do a marathon and that wasn't until i was 45 wow. years old i ran my first marathon at 45 so this is not i'm not, wow. like, a, I'm not like a great runner <laughs> and i ran my first ultra the next year at 46 see so it's not like i was a competitive runner my whole life and it was a natural it's like no i've started feeling yeah. that good at 46 that i thought i wonder if i can do a 50 miler you know and it was like wow. that yeah so yeah. um so that was pretty cool so yeah it, it it's been its own uh own uh, uh evolution you know yeah. and that's and that's how it goes 
Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I think that's really cool that you came from a place of, you know, maybe you just didn't feel that great or even realize you didn't feel great. You know, sometimes we don't even realize how good we could feel because we're so used to how we're feeling, right? And then suddenly you're like, okay, I made this lifestyle change. You're like, I'm going to go run 50 miles. I mean, how cool is that? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. And I think, look, I think people who aren't plant-based and uh, definitely get kind of turned off by the zealotry of, of people sometimes. But, yes. you know, and it's hard. I try to not, unless somebody asks me, I just don't kind of go out with it. But it does feel mm -hmm. really good. And it's and, and you, you, it's, it comes from yes. everybody. It comes from a very good place when somebody's like, you should try this. It's not a, a yeah. mean thing. It's like, it really does feel good. And when you see somebody hobbling around, right. I mean, like I'm 53, there's guys my age, all of them have guts and they're all creaking and not running and, you know, and getting heart disease. I've had friends who mm -hmm. have had strokes, you know, at my age and cancer at my age. And, and sure. so to, to be active and, and to be able to be the real things of life, like hang out with my kids more and travel and do the things that I do and speak around the country pre COVID, but you know, do the, the I yeah. love that stuff. And, it, and if you can attach um, to those kinds of real things that it, it's a really easy thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it sounds like you probably wouldn't be doing as much as you're doing if your health I, wasn't. I believe that to be true. I mean, it's not, not just what yeah. I eat, but you know, obviously I exercise and I do things like cold mm -hmm. therapy and, and, uh, you know, and, and a, a slew of other weird things that you would probably, but the breathing, yeah. a lot of, a lot of breath work stuff that I'm doing, um, I believe yeah. helps with that whole picture. So that's awesome. So. I love that. Yes. I'm all about lifestyle and really all of it, you know, nutrition right. and exercise and breath work and meditation, right? right. That's all of that is so important for that's our right. well being. That's right. So that's amazing. And, so how specifically has, you know, your journey impacted your career um, into what you're doing now? Because I know you're a writer. You've wrote three books. You've mentioned your speaker, your podcaster, right? Your health coach. You're doing all these amazing things. So how has that journey really specifically impacted doing what you do now? Well, yeah, I mean, I think part of it was, um, you know, my wife and I lived in Los Angeles for, we both went to UCLA. That's where we went, graduated from. And, and we stayed in Los Angeles after that and had our first child in, in 2004. Um, we, I think part of the picture, and I, again, I was passionate about nutrition. I was reading about it, but I was playing music. I was a full-time musician and I made my living as an actor. So I had no designs on being a nutritionist per se. But Los Angeles burnt us out, frankly. We were, I was really burnt. I was especially burnt out just by the business of the acting thing and the music. We stopped playing in, in Los Angeles. I, was, I couldn't stand the club scene there. We were touring around. And finally, I just said, you know what? Let's, we should get out of here. My wife's like, we should get out of here. And so we, we moved. And so I think that move, getting out of Los Angeles and moving up to where I live now, which is the Mendocino Coast, um, little town in, in like three and a half hour drive north of San Francisco. It's a very little rural town. It's on the coast. But it was simply that thing of like, well, now what do I do? You know, and, and I had been looking at 20 years, almost 20 years at that point, trying to do the math in my head. I'm not good at math, but 15, 16 years of passion about another subject. And I thought, well, what if I go back to school and become a nutritionist? This sounds amazing. Like, I love it. I love the subject of it. It's changed my life. It's transformed. Maybe I can have a way to affect change in other people. And that's what inspired me to go back. And that's And then that just, you know, being a nutritionist, having a frustration because people wouldn't, I, I saw that people would be very excited and make the changes initially, but then not stick with them. And that's when I backed back. My degree was in philosophy. Mm -hmm. So definitely informed okay. every decision I've ever made was my bachelor's degree is in philosophy. I'm always a philosopher at hand. My three books are philosophy books. My fourth book has come in. It's a philosophy book, true and true. And I think I, at that point took about 10 steps back and wait, wait a second, what am I doing here? I'm handing them a diet. Diets fail. What's going on? 
that's when I crafted my mm -hmm. small steps approach. And so that broadened my practice. Nutrition is everything's under the umbrella of small steppers. And then I do coach in nutrition, but not until the small steps approach is understood by my clients. Then I will have the conversations about running and breathing and, and food, but not until they understand the habit change aspect of it. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, I love that. Cause I, yeah, I've definitely ran into that too with people and working with clients that they're just not, they're just not there yet. Right. There's so much mindset and stuff and habit stuff that needs to be developed before we can kind of go on to that next step. Right. That's so right. tell us more. And now that you mentioned your small steps approach, um, tell us more about that and what that in, in cases and what that's about. Yeah. It, it's, um, I can wrap it up pretty quick. I, um, I utilize uh, what I call my core strategy of awareness-based habit change. <laughs> so what I did is I crafted an approach whereby clients are empowered. I am not the, I, I can't stand guru, the guru model. I don't like people attached to somebody for 20 years. It's, I think it's antithetical to freedom and, and, and living life on your terms. So I'm sort of a revolving door of like, you're done, get out of here, go live your life, have fun. Um, and my success is when people don't need me anymore, then I know I've done an okay yeah. job at it. But, um, it, so I empower my clients to learn how to manage their stress as they adopt anything new. And so my approach has been used in food, but it's been used in fitness and it's been used in creativity and it's been used in productivity in general and decluttering homes. It's a whole way, it's a mindset of looking at the world and saying, okay, I have big goals, but day to day, how can I manage my stress long enough and be aware of my stress long enough to, to enable me to do these things long enough to be for them to actually be locked in as habits. And that, that's the real thing. And so before I talk about, you know, I have clients who come to me, most of them come to me because of something like overweight or some health thing. And they want to talk about food and it pisses them off. But I always go, we'll talk about food in about six weeks. We're not, we're not, we're, and they will, but, but we're not there yet because if I tell you about food now, you're going to get all excited and make all your changes and not stick to them. And then I'm just another diet guy and I'm not interested in that. So mm. it's all about mindset first, learning how to manage. This is a stress management approach through and through and a habit change because of the stress management. So they're, they're enabling themselves to learn how to earn and incorporate long-term habits. And then they can apply that philosophy to any virtually any area of their lives. And they do. And that's really cool. But first is about the stress management of it. It's very interesting yeah. the way that this plays into running, because I think the most misunderstood part about running is that, well, if I'm running 70 miles a week, I can eat whatever I want. No, you no, you can't. I mean, you can, <laughs> but you're not going to continue running that long for very long. And that's the thing. There are people who are 20 men and women who are killing triathlons and ultra runs who are eating cheese pizza and drinking margaritas i just want to see them in 10 years you know and so uh -huh. and that's the difference if you want longevity and you want to be able to do this with no real cost you have to balance the other parts of the not your non-running life to yes. make sure that you can afford the running and people don't think mm -hmm. about it that way so this is a all-encompassing multivariant kind of approach to, to tackle all areas of your life so that you don't burn yourself out yeah yeah oh i love that yeah habit change is so important and i totally agree that you know, those kind of those kind of things that you learn about habit change can carry on to anything in your life and really right. help you with anything, which is so great about it. Um, and a lot of times I even see that, too, in my practice is, you know, we're talking about food and nutrition, but then all these other things are coming up. Right. And it's all related. It's like, OK, I see what's going on. We're not able to do this with food because of all like can't do it in other areas of your life right. either. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and look how many people spend, you know, the amount of time and energy they spend thinking about food. I mean, good Lord. It's like, you know, yeah. I've spoken at, uh, you know, a bunch of events around the world, Veg Fest and things. 
And these people are just talking about food. food, 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 food. (laughs) Good Lord. Do you not do anything else in your life besides talk and measure and count and weigh food? I mean, good Lord, right? It's, it's, it's prohibitive to a good life. Eating a healthy diet can be, if you don't have the mindset in place, you can be Mm -hmm. super consumed with food to the point where it's debilitating. Right. And so Uh look, not everybody's, not everybody's everybody's the right person or I'm not the right person for a lot of people to work with because I do not have, I will not, I will stop talking about food as soon as I feel like somebody's kind of going down that rabbit hole of just having that conversation all the time. I'm like, listen, yeah. you you have so much cool stuff in your life to do. Eating is one, not one of them. It can be fun on occasion, but like, let's just do like focus on the, the stuff that makes you really happy. Not in the moment, but like full yes. on happy, you know? So. Right, right. So mm-hmm. there's small steps with your approach. Do you start with stress management? Is that where you guys usually start? The the small my small steps approach is about stress management. So what? Okay. So, yeah, it, it, it's a it's a program of habit change and stress. It, it's a I'll, I'll say it this: it's a program of habit change, but because I utilize awareness based habit change, the awareness picture of that is all about stress. In other words, okay. My definition of small step. And, and look, people talk about breakdown into little micro steps, all this kind of crap. I, and it's not, it's fine. But what I'm actually doing is training people to determine what their small step actually is because it does change person to person. So if Kayla, I'm saying you want to increase your running, well, you're a runner. So let's say you run five miles a day. I'm not going to have your first small step in running be a one mile run because you already run five miles. Right. But if you go, I want to run a 50 miler and I'm a five mile runner. And that 50 miler is like gargantuan and it makes you stressed about thinking about, I'm going to go, look, okay, good. That's your goal. Let's let that go for now. Today, you're going to run 5.2 miles because you go, oh, I can do that. That's no problem. And you incrementally, or you go, I'm going to run six instead of five, but you're the one that determines that. So I don't start everybody with a stock of celery per day of healthy eating. I have started clients with a stock of celery, literally ones because they're eating, (laughs) because they're eating junk food three times a day for 50 years. And they've done 17 yo-yo diets and quit them all. So when they come to me, I go, I'm not going to take anything away from you. You're an adult, you're intelligent. Can you eat one stock of celery per day? Now what this does and what people say is why it doesn't do anything. Oh yes, it does. Because it begins the process of habit change. It begins the process of identifying themselves as having the power and strength to consume healthy food. That's all I need in the beginning. I don't need better heart rate and better blood pressure. What I need is the habit change. Again, they've done the diets already and they failed every one of them. So Mm -hmm. let's do this differently. So it's a, for them, it might be a small uh, stock of celery. For somebody else, it might be a a big salad with whatever they eat for dinner. And that's their small step. And they begin that because it's whatever they go. That's easy. That's I go. Perfect. There's your step. Now, once that's established, they then grow on that step incrementally. How much by increment? up to them. Again, that's the coaching part of this is I discussed that with them. How much can you add mm-hmm. to this? Maybe journaling is a paragraph and then they go to two paragraphs or maybe they go three minutes of journaling to four minutes. What we do in the world though, is we read a book about meditation. And it says 45 minutes a day and we go, okay, great. 45, I'm going to do 45 minutes. We get all excited. And in five days, we just stop doing it because 45 minutes is massive. So <laughs> I've started clients off with one deep breath per day. That's how I start off uh, many with one deep breath per day of meditation. They did it. They know they did it. They know they can do it. Mm-hmm. Then they build into one deep breath to five deep breaths, then five to 10, then 10 to 12, whatever that is. And eventually they might even get to 45 minutes, probably pretty quick. But yeah. we just get so burned out by going all the way to the big to the big thing. And then we can't yes. really sustain it. Our willpower drains. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I've yeah. seen people just get so overwhelmed that they get that anxiety of overwhelm and they're like, okay, I just, I just can't do it. I can't do yeah. anything. No, it's because it's, it's a, I mean, look at, look at the stress of the modern world. Like our, I talk about this all the time, our baseline level of stress, 
there, there. Our baseline level, of <laughs> our baseline level of stress is so high in the modern world. Like we're not walking around panicked all the time, but we are definitely at a level of stress that is high enough that it does not take very much to get us into overwhelm. So if we are kind of doing okay, but we're pretty stressed day to day, and then we say, I'm going to go on a new diet and I'm going to change my life and I'm going to lose 30 <laughs> pounds. The excitement of that will carry us for a very short amount of time. And then we will burn out. And guess what right. we'll do? We'll go to the lower stress state, which is what we were doing before the diet, which is the mm -hmm. stuff we were familiar with and what we knew. And right. so I'm, I work to work to help people break that, that trend, yeah. break that cycle. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I absolutely love that. Absolutely. So let's see. Um, so people learn, right, really stress and habit change and really how creating those habits and taking things small steps, small steps at a time, right? Yeah. Um, so why is habit change so important for achieving overall health and lifestyle goals as well as longevity, which you mentioned? Yeah, well, be because the, the real thing that is taking us down in terms of health and happiness is stress. It's, it's, it's the thing. And so that can be from food and that can be from, by the way, too much exercise or too little exercise, right? Mm -hmm. Things that upset that kind of homeostasis that our minds and bodies or allostasis, whatever you want to refer to it, are sort of trying to ach always achieve. Our bodies are trying to get to a minimal stress state, not a no stress state. No stress state is not good for us either, nor is a too, too much stress state. So Habit change and, and, and in general, stress management in general is, is absolutely essential if your goal is actually long-term health and happiness. If your goal is 10 pounds in 21 days and you don't care if you gain it back, then a diet is absolutely appropriate for you. That's will, that will get you there. Pretty much every diet will because you'll start paying attention to food for those 21 days. I don't care what you're eating, keto, which will kill you long-term, but great for you <laughs> if you want to lose 10 pounds in 21 days and you don't care about your health. So mm -hmm. the ability to achieve true goals. And I'll, I can talk about this if you want, but with my clients, they might come to me for weight loss, but within a week they realize their goal isn't weight loss. Their goal is to be healthy. And the side effect of that may be at a healthy weight and it will be usually, but that's not really their goal if they think about it for a minute. And so part of the process, the beginning of that process is no action in the world. It is all thinking. It is all writing. It is all getting clear on what your goals actually are. Most people's goals are actually long-term stuff. They want to be in good mm -hmm. shape. They want to be happy. They want to be productive. Well, those are habit change. Those are long-term things. And if that's the case, mm -hmm. if those are your real goals, you're not going to jump into some quick fix because it won't get you there, but you got to know where there mm -hmm. is first. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I totally agree that people really need to be really clear on their goals and what they actually want to achieve. Because if you don't know that, how can you work on it, right? How do we know the steps that could take? It's not our fault as a coach. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, yeah it's, only, it's only our fault if we don't help our clients get there. Right. Yes. And so if your goal is to, right. if your goal is to run an ultra marathon and you don't care if you have a heart attack or get sick or injured in the process, any number of training plans will work and you can eat whatever you want while you're training. If mm -hmm. your goal is to run a, or if your goal is to win a 50 miler, okay, fine. I don't work with elite athletes because it's really not my interest. My interest is, in fact, this is a very much about my new book that I'm working on, uh -huh. which is about people trying to achieve these kinds of things, but not at the expense of the rest of their lives. Like, can we, as people mm -hmm. who, and I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty normal guy. Like I, my wife and I raised three kids and they do basketball and soccer. And they're, if you looked at our family, we're just kind of doing, I drove a minivan for years. So anyways, and so, <laughs> uh, but yeah. And so it's, it's like, if you want to run an ultra marathon, but you want to keep running and into your, I mean, I, the race I direct every year, there are two to six, two to four, five, over 70 year olds 
running my 50 K 32 to 34 mile trail ultra marathon wow. and can coming across the finish line. Hey, Oh my God, what a great race. Sid. God, that was so amazing. Over 70. That's of interest to me. I don't care that somebody won a race yeah. at 25 and then can't run when they're 30 because their knees are blown out. That's just not mine. It's fine, but that's not my interest. Yeah. My interest is looking at these people and going, how are you doing? That's incredible. <laughs> I want to be able to do that. 65 yeah. year old guy, you know, killing across the, the finish line. Right? <laughs> right. And that's, that's pretty amazing. And so, that's that's yeah. where i my my brain is yeah yeah, yeah. i love that absolutely because yeah we we can you can find people out there that'll help you get to your short-term goals but yeah, a ton. you know really is that what you want you really what a lot of us probably do want is we want longevity we want long health yeah the, there's no more effective marketing than me saying hey kayla i'll help you lose 10 pounds in 21 days because i'm because i'm i'm locking into that part of your brain the excitement part that emotional limbic system kind of thing of i want this this kind of not prefrontal cortex like the really the baseline the base of like i just want to be happy so bad and so the quick fix market is very adept and very effective at at triggering people into action because if i can if i'm over here saying i'm going to teach you long-term habit change i'm going to teach you stress management how long is it going to take a, a while like months <laughs> months if not years and then there's a then there's a, a somebody here going oh really because i can i can get you 10 pounds in 21 days without thought attached who isn't going to go to the 10 pound in 21 days why would mm-hmm. i do months of work when i can do it in 10 days or 21 days but the right. difference is it's not the same thing it's right. not, it sounds like the same thing because both are going to get weight loss, but one person is going to lose it and keep it off. And the other person is going to lose it and gain it back. It sounds like the same right. goal, but it's really not. And so that's why yes. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I don't attract millions of people because yeah. this is the real work of this. This isn't a quick yeah. fix. It never has been. It's never, right. I've never sold easy. I make it easier. I make it as easy as possible, but I don't sell easy. Mm-hmm. Diets are easy. Here, eat this thing. Do exactly what I tell you for 21 days. You'll lose 10 pounds. Easy peasy. What do you do on day 22? Mm-hmm. Not my problem. And that, you know, right. And that's how mm-hmm. and then they go off and they get pissed. And then they think yeah. that they're failures because they gain the weight back. Yeah. They're not failures. Mm-hmm. They're not failures at all. They just never were in a system that was set up for success in the first place. And so right. that's, that's what I, it pains me when people yeah. are getting down on themselves because they couldn't stick with something. Well, you didn't have yes. the tools to stick with something to give yourself a break. It's a little bit, it's, it's hard work, very hard work. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah, I see that all the time, especially people in the dieting world that do diets or, you know, follow a specific training plan, right, just to yep. do this one race. And then after that, right, they just fall off and they yep. get down on themselves like, yep. oh, oh, I suck. I'm a failure. Back. Right. Yep. I gained the yep. weight back. And it's like, well, you just then it's not a long term solution to yeah. what you really want. Yeah. I mean, I've had clients, you know, while I'm working with them, they're like, I think about doing a marathon. I'm, I'm, what, what, can, can you, I'm like, that's not my bag. Like do a marathon, grab a book, do a training plan. And I, and, and I'm not opposed to that. Obviously I've done them myself, but the work that yeah. I do isn't about those kinds of short-term goals. It is about, yeah. I go, then don't, that's not part of your steps list. It's, people use a step list, but that's not part of your small steps process because that's got to get you to an end date. What I am doing, doing mm. and working in is the day to day, the, the keeping your stress managed in an adaptive stress state day to day then you Mm -hmm. you can bounce off to do a marathon or bounce off to do whatever but i am the guy training people how to manage their lives day to day so that their stress is manageable and that their health and happiness are vibrant and then they can afford to do those momentary spikes like a 50 mile run or something like that and that's the effectiveness of this yeah yeah amazing i love that absolutely yes um so what else oh 
Here's another good question for you. So what quotes or sayings do you live by? Like, is there any quote that like always stands out to you that you're just like, this is something that I absolutely just absolutely live by? Um, lately, and this is part of how I coach, but also how I live, I definitely practice my own small steps approach. I apply it to everything I do right now. I'm applying it to my, the book that I'm writing. Um, and it's mind first body second. And that's the, that I came up with it because I was like trying to encapsulate for people, like, what is it that I'm talking about here? And it's mind first body second, which means hopefully fairly obviously, but it's like, this is a living a good life is a thinking person's game. And it may be more of a thinking person's game now than maybe ever before, but that's a hard thing to make. But because of internet and because of, you know, online marketing and everything and social media, which I, I quit every quit all of it in 2018 for part of this reason, but we are in a way preyed upon in a weird way. And so to establish by thinking the ideals, what you stand for, who you are, getting those things very clear before you do act one in the world. So that definitely applies to what we talked about with food. It's like, don't change mm -hmm. your diet until you know exactly what you want and who you are and already who you are, even though you may not be behaving that way in the world, maybe you're eating junk food, but in your mind, you're like, I'm not this person. This is, I always say, I don't help people become new people. I help them become who they already are. I help that person emerge into the world. Mm -hmm. um, because I think people have a really good idea of who they are. If they can slow down for just a minute, I'm a big, yes. um, I'm a big, you know, solitude moments of that's why I quit social media. Like the noise of the world is prohibitive to us taking a moment to think and, mm -hmm. and I think about things. I mean, even when we meditate or breathe, we're doing a thing, but what about doing nothing and just thinking, you know, <laughs> what about, you know, what about those kinds of things? Those are when you really get to the ideas. That's why I love running so much. In fact, yes. when I, when I was training for my first ultra yeah. for no reason, particularly, I don't know why I did this, but I decided I was going to do all the training without music or podcast, nothing. And my twin, I have twins are 12 years old, almost 13 now, but they were, you know, so this is, they were little. And, uh, when I trained for my first ultra, this is about yeah eight, seven years ago. And so I thought, well, I'm dying for like time to, <laughs> to myself and here I've got it. Right. And what I would do it, I was get up, I'd get up really early so that I could be home by the time they woke up. So I didn't want to miss hanging out with them. So mm -hmm. I get up at five in the morning and I'd get on this run and be three hour run. And it would be the, this took a very long time for me to get used to because it, what a nightmare to like, you're, I'm on this road and it's dark and I've got the headlamp on and I'm running and it's cold. And I'm trying to get to this to trail, the miserable sin of this, right? And, and it just, I, I hate this. It sucks. And all I wanted was like, I need to distract myself. I need to distract myself. And I was like, why do I need to distract myself? Why can't I just be in this thing, right? Why can't I? Mm -hmm. So I decided, let me just see what this is like. And it was amazing over time as I trained for, it took me about four or five months to train, six months how my brain would kind of just calm down and it would be a three hour run. Yeah. And within the first half hour, I kind of settle into my rhythm. And then I just kind of look around and think about stuff. I started carrying a digital recorder with me because all of a sudden I had all these ideas for podcasts and books and my videos. Mm -hmm. And it was like, all, my brain was like <laughs> open to things flowing in for the first time. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so that's what I'm trying to get clients into this place where they are steal. I call it stealing moments, stealing moments to think yeah. And then once they have those things are established, yeah. they then go to the body, which is to actually make the changes that get them there. That, that's fine. But that's later. Right. Yeah. yeah. It starts, it starts in here. It does. Right? It starts yeah. in the mind. But, but we skip that to go to the diet because mm -hmm. it seems easier, but again, they don't get what right. they want. What they get it's what really they not. Want. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Cool. I love that. Yes. And I totally, I can totally relate to you 
running and having those thoughts come and like having those ideas. I've thought of the same thing. I'm like, I need to start bringing like a recorder or something with I me. I did. Yes, I did. I, I, yeah, all the it, time. I'm I looking at it. It's right over there. Best ideas when I'm yeah. running. <laughs> and, and, and by the way, phones have recorders too. I mean, it's pretty, yes. it's, the technology is pretty True. amazing. And so, you know, yeah. the digital recorders, I just have a little, it's like this big. So it's like in my pocket. I hate things flopping around my pocket when I'm running. Yeah. It's just a pet peeve of mine. So I carry this little yeah. thing and I just boom, boom, idea, boom, boom, back in the pocket. It's so cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Very cool. Now with that, is that one of like your favorite kind of like gadgets or tools that you use? Or is there another kind of tool or gadget that just- In what like context? Favorites? Just in general so, in my life? Yeah, I would say just in general or just that helps you with your lifestyle. That's like, you know, it could be even like a kitchen tool or- well, I love the Vitamix. And, you know, I, I teach uh, cooking classes yeah. and nutrition classes at the resort. And I always joke that people who own Vitamixes, we become very elitist. We're like, you don't have a Vitamix? You know, like, uh, but, I do, but I do I like that. Out. Yeah, yeah. Tell, tell just, you don't have a Vitamix. Anyways, but, uh, but probably, probably my favorite tool of these, I have two, two favorite tools. Yeah. Um, I've been doing much more strength training of late. And that's because for the first time ever, I hurt my back and I heard it doing something. I mean, I know exactly what happened. I was carrying and stuff for a period of time and twisting in ways. And I hadn't been doing really any yeah. strength training. I've just been running. I thought I'm never having, it was miserable. I've never had an issue like that. And I was laid up for like six days. Couldn't stand up straight. It was like scared mm. the crap out of me. I started to go like, Oh my God, what if this is my life from now on? You know? <laughs> yeah. So after I got back from that, I was like, I'm, I'm incorporating, I've done it before, but I'm doing it again. But I use the yeah. TRX suspension trainer. If you've ever seen that, yeah. I, I love it so much. Um, it's very hard work um, because it's home. I click it on my thing. It's kicks my butt, but it's all full body very functional. I'm into very functional movement. Um, mm -hmm. so I love that. I have three things. Can I say three things? Sure. So, so TRX, yeah. then my cold tub, which I did cold showers since 2017, every single day, but I finally invested in a cold, actual cold tub. It's on my deck and it keeps the water at 39 degrees and I get in there every day and it's a nightmare every day. And I'm happy that I did it every day. So every day I have that little mini, mini battle in my mind of, I do not want to do this. This is miserable. And then I yeah. get out four minutes later, five minutes later, and I go, I'm so happy I did that. I'm in a great mood. So I get yeah. to play that game every day. And my third thing, which I'll have to just send you a link, is this okay. stupid rope. And I don't, have you ever heard of Timothy Sheaf? No. Tim Sheaf, one of the greatest athletes, in my opinion, ever. And, um, and for his whole uh, highlight of, he's a little nutty nut, nut I'm going to tell you, like good guy, but he was plant-based for years and just killing it on, he's a parkour guy, but probably the best all around athlete ever, a great runner, incredibly yeah. strong. And I saw in one of his videos, this rope that he had, and I went rope and, it, and it's a series of movements. It's almost like martial arts. And there's these, you open the rope and you're kind of doing this and this kind of cool thing. And so during COVID, I bought one and I took a course and learned how to do it. I still work on it. And it's a flow state kind of movement uh, thing. And it's literally a rope. It's a, it's a, you know, it has knots at the end and it's kind of heavy. It's weighted in a certain way. And I love that yeah. thing. And it keeps me kind of focused. Sometimes I carry it with me on runs and I'll stop and do it yeah. while I'm running. So those are my three things. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. And I love yeah. that you incorporated, you know, functional training or some strength training that you can do added on to your running to prevent those injuries. But that's not like the typical, like go to the gym and lift weights kind of thing. So I feel you never, like as runners, we need to yeah. know that, you know, we need yeah. other ideas and finding things that we enjoy. Yeah. I'm, I'm the guy, I yeah. don't, I don't ever, I, I try, I've tried gyms, but by the time you drive there and change <laughs> back and it's, it's like two hours, I'm like, Oh my God. So I've got yeah. this TRX thing. It hangs on my wall. I've got yeah. a few free weights. I do lunges. If I'm at work, 
I'll do, I'll just drop down. I have a, a alarm on my phone. I call it integrated exercise. It's what I call it in my practice. Um, yeah. It goes off every hour. I jump down, do 10 pushups every hour and get back on or 10 squats. I kind of move throughout the day in addition to the exercise that I do. Yeah. And <laughs> it keeps my body functionally strong and that's what yeah. I want. But yeah, the TRX that's is good. like a, yeah, really cool stuff. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, yeah that's really cool. Cool. Very cool. Um, what else? What else? Anything else you want to share? Um, no, about I your mean, program? yeah, well, I've got the, you know, yeah. so I, I will. So yes, thank you. Because I do, <laughs> I, I am trying to promote my, my, both my, my coaching, you know, I just want to let people know about them. my books, you yeah. know, um, Absolutely. but yeah, my small steppers program. Um, and I can send you a link for your members if they want to go. I have a free six part video series. They can learn all about it. And that's at smallsteppers.com. Yeah. But okay. if they go to smallsteppers.com slash program, they can just go right to the site where they learn about the actual program. It's a 12-week program. Incredibly awesome. It's got live. I do live Q&As. I'm very involved. Um, <laughs> weekly videos, daily emails. Takes you the whole process. And I'm leading you through it. Some people want accountability of working with me personally, and that's at Small Step Intensive, and that's that's smallstepintensive.com. And that literally is also 12 weeks, by the way, but you're in touch with me every day for 12 weeks. So you got to be ready for that because that is, I take I take a maximum of two to three clients, two right now because I'm working on my book, literally two, no more than two clients because it's super, um, it's super intense. I mean, it really isn't the time intensive and energy intense. I'm in touch with you throughout days for 12 weeks you're living your life yeah. normally but i'm kind of poking little moments in your life and teaching yeah. you to check in and re re reestablish your stress levels and all these yeah. little habit change moments it's very very cool and people learn very that cool. in, the, in the online program as well so yeah yeah cool very yeah. cool and how can everyone find you well, because of social media out my door uh, in 2018, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, not on social media, which is which is I'm happy about. Um, but yeah. I go to SidGarzaHillman.com. That's because because I'm still a YouTuber, um, uh -huh. and so I have a YouTube. I have a podcast called What Sid Thinks. I have my old podcast based on my first book was called The Approaching the Natural Podcast, and there's 222 episodes of that still up. Um, but What Sid Thinks, I think I'm up to 145. Um, so that's been rolling for a few years. Um, so yeah, but SidGarzaHilma.com and then obviously what, you know, smallsteppers.com and smallstepintensive.com to find out more. But those are the, those are the three good places. And then if anybody's yeah. up in the Mendocino area to come to the Stanford Inn, cause I'm there, um, most days teaching and having a good time with, with that whole picture and, awesome. uh, yeah, pretty cool. Awesome. Very cool. Well, thank you for everything you do in the world and, you know, really impacting other people and showing them a healthy lifestyle and helping them with habit change. Because I know, especially as a dietitian, it's so needed. Um, it's really what people need is really a program or something to really help them with actual lifestyle changes and habit changes. So thank you. You're very welcome. And by the way, this hat I should have mentioned is the Mendocino Coast 50k. Awesome. There, yeah, there's my hat. Um, yeah. It's it's April 23rd. It's oversold with a with a with a hundred five people on a wait list it sells out super five minutes it sold wow. out it's so fast yeah it's really cool wow. but i cap it at 100 i cap it at 150 um on purpose it's a very cool little race um on purpose 150 runners no more and um it was all the things that i wanted a race to be for myself selfishly so i started at 7 30 because yeah. i was like i don't want to get up too early so <laughs> it starts at 7 30 um it's a loop so there's no shuttles to starting lines and back to the you start you can park yeah. because if i cap it at 150 you can park you can show up five minutes before a race start and you 
park, plenty of parking, walk to the race start. And the Stanford Inn sponsors nice. the whole thing and they cater the event for everybody, not just runners. So they, we've done burrito wow. bars. This year we're doing lasagna and every and all 100% plants. It's, it's one of only two. Wow. Yeah, well, it's, it's it was one of only two all vegan ultra marathons in the country. Yeah. Um, and very few in the whole world. And, and then I, there was one, and actually I think we start, I think I still own, am a, one of only two that's a hundred percent vegan. There was a, the North, yeah. North coast or a golden gate trail classic or something that claimed to be the first plant bait, plant fueled trail event in the world. And I was like, I'm, what am I chop liver? I've been doing this. I've been doing this since 2016. What are you talking? They were like, and I wrote them and oh, I, was like, no. I was like, you're lying. That's not true. And they weren't even hundred percent vegan. And they said, we'll send it over to legal. And they never got back to me. I was like, you're lying. And they still say it. Golden said, yeah, we're oh hundred percent. Yeah. First in the world, first plant fueled trail event in the world. And I was like, well, there's me and there's another person in Pennsylvania. We've been doing ours for years. So what are you talking about anyways? <laughs> right. but yeah. Yeah. But anyways, it's a very cool race. So if anybody like next year, uh, go to mentinoultra.com and they can get on the wait list and, and, or they can get notified yeah. when I open registration. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. So it's cool. a 50 miler. 50 K. It's a 50 K. Yeah. And it varies okay. this year. It'll be about 32 miles. It's been up to, depending on where I have to do trail changes, technically 50 K yeah. is 31.4, but it, on trails, it never right. quite works out exactly like that. But yeah. So <laughs> right. in, in the 32 mile realm. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Yeah. So cool. Well, thank cool. you so much. I, oh, I do have one more question for Go. you. Talk to me. If today was your last day on earth, what would you want everybody to know? If it was the last thing you could leave for somebody to hear, what would that be? Well, I'd be kind of bummed because it was the last day of for me on the earth it's, it's kind <laughs> of a it's kind of a dark it's kind of a dark, kind question. Of a dark question that's a little bit of a dark question <laughs> i maybe that i will love my wife and kids i mean what are we talking about here you're kind of freaking me out um uh tell my wife and kids i love them kayla wanted me to come up with this uh, at the last minute um i uh to 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 learn what i call an ethic of self-care to learn an ethic of self-care i look at it as a because i was a philosophy major but i look at it as an ethic an ethic what does self-care actually mean to you? And you will, you will, that's a whole thing. If that informs how you go out into your life, you're never going to jump into some crazy thing and you're never going to be in a relationship that is not helpful and vibrant for you and give you joy. You will learn how to negotiate your life in a way that you can live on your terms. And so I would say adopt an ethic of self-care. Hmm. I love that. Love that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sid. Kayla, you're awesome. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. Yes, you're Super so fun. welcome. Super fun. We'll talk soon. Okay, sounds good. Bye. All right, see you later. Thanks so much for stopping by on the Plant-Based Performance Podcast. If you could do me one favor and share this episode to someone you think would like it, I'd be forever grateful. Also, please leave a review by going to iTunes and let us know what you would like to hear more of. Or if you have a question, leave us a voice message. Thanks again so much.